Okay, ask me if I have everything. Bags? Yes. Coffee? Yes. Boarding passes? Uh, yeah. Okay, where to? Hi everyone, welcome back to another Where To Monday. I'm Monica. And I'm Chris. And this week we've got a real special episode for you. It's the part two of our Hawaii adventures and we are giving you guys a how to tackle the stairway to heaven. The best hike that Hawaii, Oahu to be specific, has to offer. This episode is definitely a showstopper and you're in for a wild ride. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So, we're starting off on a brisk morning, July 19th, if you will. A beautiful morning, my birthday. And for my birthday, I wanted nothing more than to do a nice illegal hike up 3,000 stairs in Hawaii. This hike was like none other. First of all, birthdays don't come close to what we experienced. And this was honestly unique and different than anything else that anyone could have ever done. So the morning is young. It's a brisk 4 a.m. No, I think it was like a 5 a.m. And we were about a 45-minute drive from the Stairway to Heaven. And just for some background, Chris, tell us what the Stairway to Heaven is. So, in short, the Stairway to Heaven is essentially a big staircase up the side of a mountain ridge. And at the top of the ridge, the United States military, I don't know which branch, has a base up there and a radio tower. And this radio tower functioned in the time of World War II, right around Pearl Harbor. And essentially, it was the highest point looking out towards Japan in case, you know, the Axis powers attacked again. This post was abandoned years ago. And since then, people have hiked it, then it kind of wore out, so it became illegal. And then from that point forward, they repaired it, and it's still illegal. Yes, it is definitely illegal. A nice $1,000 fine per person if you are caught hiking this. So we need to just make a disclaimer. We're not recommending it, but we're also not not recommending it because it's lit. Yeah, if you definitely can uh, cover the cost of it, it's worth it. So just to put things into perspective... When you Google haiku stairs, it's referred to as the haiku ladder. And that could not be more true because it really does feel like a ladder at some points. Um, Stairs happen for maybe the first 10 minutes. And then those stairs get very vertical into a beautiful ladder that has many missing steps. Yeah. So in this repair stuff that they've been trying to do over the years, they definitely uh, don't have the right budget for it. And they haven't repaired everything like they should have. It wouldn't be as detrimental if you weren't literally hanging off the side of a mountain and imagine climbing a ladder and one of the steps being missing and being like thousands and thousands of feet up in the air and basically like if you can't hold yourself up, you are going to fly back. It's really hard to make your way up, especially since there are times where like you'll hit mist and you know, you can slip. Yeah, slip. So it becomes hard. So, back to where we were. We make our drive out. We're excited. We're getting amped in the car. We're playing music. I'm excited. Best birthday ever. And we literally Googled the haiku stairs, and it took us to a location. And I found this through Instagram. I saw somebody posted a photo, and I was like, this looks insane. If 
if you guys have seen photos, like it literally looks crazy. The views are insane, beautiful, just nothing compares. And the fact that it's like illegal just like makes it that much better, not gonna lie. <laughs> but so every blog that I would read said to Google Maps Haiku Stairs and that it would take you to not an official entrance, but everyone was saying the same thing that it would take you to like a neighborhood. So like just a local neighborhood, you would park basically in front of someone's house, which is what we did. And then you would walk down Haiku Road and you would hit this bamboo forest. And then you would walk through the bamboo forest and you would hit the big entrance where you would see a security guard. So let's backtrack. We get to the neighborhood. We park our car. I'm amped. I'm excited. I'm like, where is this entrance? Let's go. It's not that simple. So the way I had it like planned out in my mind was that it was going to be like a movie. Like I feel like in movies, people say like, okay, like you're going to see like a pine tree forest and a bamboo forest. Make sure you go into the bamboo forest. And it's like crystal clear what the difference is. Not so much here. You basically are in this neighborhood and you see Haiku Road, but it's not really like taking you anywhere. It's just like a road and there's a gate and then there's like not even a forest, like just greenery behind that gate. And there's a bunch of like residential houses and you're like, okay. So we walk a little bit down the road, still nothing, like no bamboo forest. Like to our left, there was kind of some type of forest, definitely not a bamboo forest. And it definitely wasn't like human friendly. Like there was no way that either one of us were going to squeeze in there. And Hawaii has so much bugs and mosquitoes that I can just already see all of the insects eating me alive if I were to step foot into what was on our left. So we kept walking and in these blogs, everybody would write that we would see like a distinct entrance into the bamboo forest because the people that do do the hike like kind of paved a way so that it's obvious and I'm not seeing it. And then I see someone's backyard, but it looks kind of like it could be the way in like the path was beaten and you can totally see that lots of people have crossed this path. And on top of that, I felt like the place looked kind of abandoned too. Yeah, I didn't think I was like trespassing onto someone's backyard, especially since it did look like people had been walking down that road. So I was like, oh, I think like, I think this is the sign we're looking for, especially since we've been walking for like a solid 15 minutes now. And I was like starting to lose hope. And I was like, let's try it out. So we jump a fence. And the second we jump the fence, we're walking up someone's driveway and it says, you are trespassing. Do not trespass. But I need to refer back to all of these articles that I've read. And all of the articles say that everywhere you will see signs that you're trespassing and just to ignore them. So I was like, ooh, like, I don't know if this is the sign I'm looking for. Like, all of these articles are so vague, which is why we want to bring you guys this so that you can, like, hear someone talking about it and tell you, do not go into the backyard it's not the right way. So our thought process was we looked at this backyard and we're like, okay, it looks like people kind of walked around the perimeter of the yard in the back and like jumped the fence in this person's backyard. And that fence would lead you into the bamboo forest, 
Like we were getting really creative because we really were like kind of drawing a blank. So we go into the backyard, trespassing signs everywhere. I felt like I was in a movie, like dodging and weaving. It's kind of like we were looking for something that we didn't know we were looking for. We were just kind of walking around at this point aimlessly, but we were also trying to hide so we didn't get spotted by anyone because there's apparently security guards everywhere. Yeah, so it was like a very uneasy situation, but we got through the yard and as we're like hiding behind this person's like shed and and garage, I'm like certain that at the end of this yard will be the entrance. There was no entrance. So we turn back around, we exit the yard and we're like, what the heck are we doing wrong? So we continue walking down the road and eventually at the very end of the road, there's a huge gate and the gate looks like someone ripped it apart, like pulled it open. And I'm like, that, that is literally it. Like, I don't know what we were doing in that person's backyard. That is That's it. And right above the pulled open part, it says no trespassing. And I'm like, bingo. So we found the bamboo forest and you go uphill and there's no path. It's just kind of like the ground is. It was mostly dirt and it looked really beaten down by a ton of people. We felt like we were in the right place. And I will say that it's very vertical and it's just not a comfortable way up, especially since you don't really know what's going to hit you next. You don't know what's at the other end of this. You don't know how long it is. So we get to the very top and there's another opening in the fence, but this one's a little more tricky. You have to like really step over it to not get caught on the fence. And at this point we spot the guard and we're like, Ooh, the moment of truth. So basically you are in this forest and you're behind a fence, but there's the little opening in the fence that you are going to make a run for it through. And then there's a street and then there's the other side of the street. And at the other side of the street, there will be a porta potty and a parked cop. And at this moment, you kind of just need to think about how you feel about your thousand dollars. Will this be worth it? The answer is yes. And you kind of just make a run for it not gonna lie it was like a 10 minute decision on our end I stood there like should we do it should we not do it Chris was all about it he's like let's just go I was like dude what it's a thousand dollars two thousand dollars and like what if we get put into jail (laughs) we didn't but what was really cool is that on the other side of the road past the guard you saw basically like where you had to run to and then you saw the staircase starting so it was kind of like you knew that you were in the right spot. Like if the guard didn't give it away, like the stairs beginning kind of did. So once you make it to the other side of the street, you run a little bit more into the forest and then you have to jump another fence. And once you jump that fence, you're just going up. So after 10 minutes of going back and forth, Chris convinced us to make a run for it. Yeah, I made Monica go first. And that is just because she's obviously smaller, so she could probably go faster than I can. And I kind of wanted to be second just in case something happens. I wanted Chris to be at the tail end just in case we did get caught. It'd be him getting caught and I would just fly away. (laughs) Absolutely. Exactly. My point proven. And so once you start running past the security guard, he kind of looks at you and he starts like nodding his head like, you you know, you're the worst person in the world. And what's important to remember is that once you start like climbing the stairs up, he doesn't come after you. Once you start running, don't stop. Do not stop. Yeah. Don't stop for anything. Just keep going. If he calls you, don't worry about it. You'll see him again. You will. (laughs) Yeah, and so just just keep going up the stairs, and then, like Monica said earlier, there's, like, a fence, and you have to get over that fence, and that's when it really starts to get difficult. 
I don't think my heart rate has ever been as high as it was as when I hopped that fence. I also don't think I've ever hopped a fence so quickly and so seamlessly. I bolted across that street like my life depended on it, which it kind of did. I locked eyes with that security guard. Like Chris said, he was nodding his head with such a disappointment. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And once we did hop the fence, the first like five minutes, you just gotta, you gotta keep going. Like, don't look back. Don't stop. No time for questions. Just keep going to get out of there. Because say he does get out of the car and start chasing you, you want to just have a little bit of a head start. Yeah, because at, once you're out of sight, you're kind of like, he's not going to go after you because guess what? You have to come down somehow. Exactly, yeah. Another interesting part of this staircase is that you go up, but you have to come right back down. The same way. They're not going to waste their time chasing you to go up the staircase. Because they're going to see you again. Exactly. They can spot you when you're like still really far up, so they know exactly when you're going to come down too. So we made it onto the staircase and we're going up and I'm like, you know, this isn't that bad. Like we're not even that high up. And this was because we were still like very much on the ground. Like we were still in the forest and that was for a good 10 minutes. And then we start getting pretty high. At this point, we're level with a highway that was kind of elevated. It was like on a bridge. So I was like, oh, like we're pretty high. And then we keep going. And at this point, I'm like turning back and I'm like, oh, like this isn't that bad. Like there's still trees behind me. So I feel like if I were to fall backwards, the trees got me, even though they don't. But the staircase wasn't that vertical yet. Like it was still very doable and it was still very much a staircase, not a ladder yet. About 30 minutes into the hike, we are in full-blown ladder climbing mode. We are missing steps. We are sweating. We are no longer turning around to check out the view because the view is scary. And straight down. Yeah. Like, if you were to let go, I mean, like, would you ever climb a ladder and then let go? Because I wouldn't. No, it's a very, like, definitely not happening situation with me. Yeah. And... The good news is, though, is that every 15 minutes, you kind of hit uh, a rest, yeah, like a flat point, a rest area. So we would kind of take water breaks there. And those help so much because A, they let you take in the view and B, your legs don't die. Just to reiterate how high we were at this point, I didn't realize how bad it was until one, we passed the highway, which was already really high up. And then two, when we became level with helicopters. Yeah. Okay. On the topic of helicopters, there was a helicopter that was flying over us and I was convinced. I sold myself that we were getting arrested and that this was our ride home. I was like, oh my God, the guard saw us. He called 911 and now they're here to take us. We were the only ones on the staircase too. And at this point, like Chris said, we were pretty high up. Like the cars on the highway were ants. And turning around was so cool, but if you're scared of heights, I do not recommend it because it made you feel like everything around you was spinning. You're surrounded by really high mountains. It made you feel that much smaller, but it made you feel like you weren't as high up. But then when you looked at the highway and like things on the ground, you were like, oh my God. It also felt like everyone on the ground could see you, but realistically you were so high up and like so tucked away and so blended with the staircase that you couldn't really tell. But the whole journey was a solid six hours. It was at least four hours up and then I want to say two and a half 
hours down, maybe three, so maybe seven hours. The pit stops helped a ton. I would recommend if you're going to take any photos, take them in the first like three stops because the higher up you get, if you're not doing this on a perfectly clear cloudless day you will encounter rain you will encounter thunderstorm and it gets really foggy and scary up there so take all of your pictures on your way up because you are not fully dying yet you're not totally sweaty and the view is so much better now let's talk about the top so I was in the mood to get electrocuted, I guess, because I just wanted to keep going. Thank God for Chris being there because the higher up we got, we didn't know how long this was going to take or what to expect really at all. Like I keep mentioning, I read a lot of articles about it, but these articles don't mention like the bad parts as they should. And so in the morning when we woke up, the weather was going to be great. It was supposed to be sunny with a little bit of clouds. I didn't think those clouds were going to make or break the hike. But if I were to do it again, I would do it on a perfectly sunny day because the higher up we got, a lot of the staircase was hidden behind clouds. So we'd get to like the fourth rest stop and we're like, there's no way this goes up any higher because it seems unrealistic for it to keep continuing. Like at this point, you're you're two hours in and you're like, how much higher can we go? And you already feel like you're on top of the world since you're literally in the clouds. So we kept just getting surprise chunks of stairs and we're like, oh my God. I was all about it because I was like, the top is going to be crazy. Like we're either going to be way above the clouds and the view is going to be insane or we're going to be in a full-on thunderstorm. So... 50-50 shot. So we keep going and we keep going. And the one thing I knew was at the very top that there was going to be a little a house, like a little hut. And that's where the military base was. So I really wanted to get there. I It looked really cool. The views looked insane on a clear, not cloudy day. Super important. So we keep going and we keep going. And at this point, I'm so excited to get to the top because it just keeps lingering that I'm like, Chris, let's go, let's go, let's go. And Chris is getting tired, rightfully so. And he's like, you know what? Just go without me. Like, I, I just need to take a break. And I was like, oh, dude, like, there's no time for breaks. Like, we're hanging off the side of a mountain. Like, there's helicopters flying all around us. Like, we got to go. With all the clouds around us, I was scared, incredibly scared that we were going to get stuck in a thunderstorm. There's two things to keep in mind here. One, there was rain all around us, so we were extra conductive. And two, we were on metal stairs, which also are extra conductive. And the best part is that when you look to your left and to your right when you're climbing up, there is nothing but like a ridge that's steep, that's really steep and down. So you can't get off these stairs to like run away from thunder or like make yourself a little bit safer. To get away from the metal. Yeah, to get away from the metal. So I was ready to make my way out of there. And on top of all of that, I, in particular, have never been or have never excelled in cardio. And I was not ready to beat the Stairmaster today. When we were up in the clouds, I thought I was going to already die. And I was running low on water. I had no stamina. My calves hurt. And I was just ready to call it quits. I was ready to jump off this mountain. Meanwhile, I am having the time of my life. I have an adrenaline rush. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Keep going. Keep going. Monica is like, dude, why are you slowing down? Like, we're not even halfway done. Like, how can you be tired? Like, there's no way. And I'm just trying to, like... Survive. Survive, yeah. And, like, hang off of this 
ladder for two minutes. In the meantime, I'm also like, why are you in a bad mood? Like, this is literally so cool. And it's not that he was in a bad mood. It's that he was like five seconds away from death. I was so focused on living and making my foot move up to the next stair that everything else just like left my mind. I forgot how to talk. I forgot how to think. I was just thinking about moving forward. And Chris starts telling me about how we're getting really close to these clouds and that the clouds don't look friendly and that the wind was picking up. And I was like, no, like, just hold on. Like, come on. Like, we're this far. There's no turning back. I was, turning back was not a thing that I was going to do. I was like, I'm sorry, but I am going to sleep up here. This is my Airbnb for the next two days. This just took me two and a half hours. Turning around is not on the agenda. I'm going to fight through this thunderstorm. I'm going to fight through this thunderstorm, and we are going to make it out together. And I definitely wasn't ready for that at all. And the temperature just kept dropping, too. Yeah, it did get very cold up there and, like I said, very windy. And when Chris told me about his concern, I I noticed it, and I was like, you know what? We're not that far. I see the end, even though I keep being pleasantly surprised with additional staircases i think we're near how much further can it go up before we literally hit heaven so i was hopeful and we kept going up and the clouds kept getting darker and the wind was getting stronger and the rain was getting heavier but we kept going and i thought we were five minutes out honestly like i saw the little hut i was like we're almost there and we get there. We get to the top. We touch down. It's raining. Chris says he heard thunder. Personally, I did not. But I was like, you know what? Don't worry. When we get to the top of this metal, beautifully conducted mountain, there's a little hut. And the hut has a roof. And the roof will save us. Guys, we get to the top. I show Chris the hut. There's no roof. <laughs> There's not a single piece of roof. Absolutely no roof. And you know what's even better? There's this giant metal engine in the middle of the hut. I was like, we're safe. Let's keep going. At this point, it's like raining. Like, we're both wet. And Chris got, not mad, but he like, whenever you get like very serious, you he like said my name. He's like, Monica, we need to go. And I was like, oh my God, like he's being serious. Like we need to go. And I got so scared because in that moment, it hit me. We are two human beings. It is storming. We are the only two human beings up here. We are 3,662 stairs away from the ground. We are fucked. And nobody knows we're up there. The people that know that we're there are all in Chicago. Literally. I FaceTime my mom on the way up. I'm like, mom, look. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm, look at me. I'm climbing. She's like, get down. And my favorite part of all of this, when we're in the hut, there's a little window that you can take pictures out of. And I go to the window to take a picture and all I see is clouds. <laughs> yeah. So this is where it's crucial that you go on a perfectly clear day not a cloud in the sky because these views that i was expecting were blocked by the thunderstorm that was brewing yeah i'm not gonna lie when we were walking up the stairway the views are insane until you get until you get lost in the clouds exactly so it's like you need to really keep in mind that rain in hawaii comes and goes really quickly so you can kind of plan ahead but not always and when you're in the clouds just like 
keep in mind you're probably stuck there for a while. Yeah, because we saw the mountain from the car and half of the mountain was in a cloud, but I didn't think we'd be getting that high up. So just to give you another perspective of how high up we were. Yeah, when you look, so when you are driving and you see this mountain, it's huge. Massive. Like you're like, whoa. Like you, there's no way you can see the stairway, nothing. It's a beast. So yeah, when, when you're climbing this massive beast, you get higher than this highway and then you get as high as helicopters do and to connect some dots. And when we were on the helicopter tour later, you can't actually see the stairway at all. So now imagine trying to see two people that are probably clothed in many different colors that blend in with the trees. I really didn't realize how screwed we could have been if something did happen. Like, I'm just so used to being able to call for help or something like that that I really didn't connect the dots. And now I understand why you were trying to get us down much earlier. Yeah, I was a little stressful because I was like, okay, if I'm in trouble, you need to sprint down these stairs. If you're in trouble, I need to sprint down these stairs. And there's no other options. Like, there's nothing that can save us. Like, and on top of that, like, a helicopter rescue off of the mountain, it's possible. It's happened before. But it's insanely costly. Here's the cherry on top. No service. Which you kind of should expect. Like, I don't know why that's, like, such a shocker. But, like, yeah, we had no service. So we couldn't even call for help, even if we wanted to. So... Once Chris hit me with the good old, Monica, we need to go down right now, we made our way down. It was a little scarier than the way up because the way up, you are facing the ladder, watching every step you take, so you're kind of looking into the mountain. The way down, if you're not going down backwards, then you are face forward to the beautiful view of what you can fall down. So... We did a little bit of both. We did some. It depends on how vertical the staircase is at that part because sometimes it's easier to go face forward. Sometimes it's easier to go backwards. So you feel it out. The way down was a lot more challenging on like your quads than the way up, I would say. Um, Maybe because you're also like a lot more tense and like it was so slippery. Like I cannot stress that enough. Like I was, it was a slip and slide. Yeah, it wasn't like the stairs weren't like for this you need to have like good shoes when you go on this good grip shoes good grip shoes for this reason because it is going to get a little bit wet even if there are no clouds like you know there's like morning dew that you will run into yeah definitely and then once we made it out of like the stormy part like the the cloud essentially it gets beautiful again the flowers up there are so cool like there's this one big orange flower that you keep seeing and it's so pretty and massive but Like I said, once you get out of the cloud, the views are right back to the way they were. They're beautiful. You can take photos again, even though you you look a little bit distraught and distressed. It's still awesome. Once we made it down to some civilization, we were so happy. And then we made it all the way down, kissed the ground, and then we said hello to our good friend, the security guard. Thankfully... When we got down, we were waiting at the bottom and trying to figure out how to do this. Do we, you know, book it back through the fence? Do we just do we just take a walk? Yeah, we didn't know what to expect. Like, are there going to be cops waiting for us? Like, a whole, like, line of cops, like, with their guns drawn on us. Literally. So, you know, we're at the bottom of this mountain, and I'm talking to Monica, and I'm like, hey, so, like, let's just make a run for it. I don't see anything else. If the cops were here, we would definitely know it. And so we decide to just literally book it past this security guard who has 
who has now repositioned himself to the other side of the road. Yeah, yeah. So he makes it really misleading. When you're coming down, you can't see him from the angle he's at right now. He repositioned himself for our arrival, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're all confident that he's not there. And then we start running and I see him. And he's again nodding his head. And I put my hands up and I'm just telling him, I'm so sorry. Meanwhile, I'm frantically nosediving into the bushes, kissing my life goodbye. I'm like, no, 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 don't take my money. I don't have $1,000. I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. Exactly, yeah. And, like, I just wanted him to know that I was really sorry for us. Like, I just wanted him to know that we were okay and that we won't be back. And then we flew down the bamboo forest, which was vertical on the way up, but now it's just a beautiful slip and slide. I think we literally both completely ate it in that forest. We sprinted to the car, and in the car, we both kind of just, or no, we sprinted down that forest, and then we, when we got out, we walked down the Haiku Road, and we're like, wow, we freaking did it. And what an experience it was. It was incredible. And you definitely learn so much more when you actually do it. Like, there's so many guides on the internet, but realistically, they only help you so much. And once you're there, you just start picking up on certain things that people say, like we did, like the bamboo forest. Yes. And would you do it again? 100%. Same. And I would take all of my friends with me. Like, every time one of my friends wanted to do it, I would do it with them just so I would A, learn more, and B... It's just the views. Like, it's so cool that I just want to keep doing it. No, yeah, absolutely. And now that we know what we're doing, it would only be, like, that much better and easier for us. Next time, I would do it at sunrise. So I would start when it was still dark outside. And that way, when we're, like, at the halfway point, the sun is just rising. I think that would be so pretty. And the security guard doesn't get there until sunrise. So if you start the hike before sunrise, you miss the security guard, at least on the way up. That way he doesn't know to look for you. Once again, we do not condone this. We don't recommend it. This is just our story. We want to share it with you, make your life a little bit easier. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And with that, I'm Monica. And I'm Chris. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for stopping by. Bye.